Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men Podcast. We are here once again to try and give you guys a little bit of sanity in a crazy, crazy world. Uh, we're going to do that via a variety of things. We're going to talk through some football topics. We're going to do some music stuff. We're going to do some general life stuff uh, in general. I am joined this week by Ross Chandley. Hi, Ross. Hi, mate. Okay. Good. Thanks. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom, how are you doing? Wonderful looking backdrop there, mate. Yeah, no, it's a few little shirts in there. I've got the Mo Salah on this side. I'm glad I got it, the right side. I'm, it's weird because it's all mirrored image, but I've had two cups of uh, tea and I'm so much better than I was like two hours ago. I'm so much better. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and Errol joins us for the first time on the podcast. You've been you've been propping up the new shows on your on your almighty shoulders for a couple of weeks, mate, but... <laughs> You're the A-team for this. Yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for the upgrade. I appreciate it. <laughs> Ross is human with that, by the way. He's been doing new shows every single every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comments about our high five as well, Ross. We totally cocked that <laughs> up. <laughs> Just tried the high five. We tried to have virtual high five, but error went the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they both they both high five to the left and I was like it was the right no uh, I, it was not Tom, like it was it was April Fools and, and Tom just got a little bit mischievous and fucking <laughs> <laughs> That's set us up he set can us we, up if anyone's watching can find that can we have that can someone gif that for us and tweet that to <laughs> the Red Men TV that would be much much appreciated uh, right okay so we got a, a warm up question uh, this week that comes via Douglas Statman Doug uh, on Twitter. Would you rather learn a new language or learn how to play a new musical instrument during lockdown, Ross? Probably neither, to be honest with you. What's the point in learning a new language when you can't see or speak to anyone? That's I mean, not true. That's not true. And I'm finished. <laughs> fucking eight people anyway, so I want to fucking make new friends. And I don't have the patience to learn an instrument. I'm quite content if we're playing PlayStation, playing with myself, and going to bed. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, but think about you've got to think about like the you you may potentially unlocking a bunch of new women to knock you back. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> God, that was so sorry, great. There was no need. So early in the podcast. <laughs> so, oh, no, you've got to you've got to take them chances when you, you set them up yourself. Yeah. It's a numbers game, and you're playing a numbers game by by broadening your horizons. I um, though, what's the point in betting yourself at all? Just wallowing self pity the whole time. That's what I've been doing. It's been not great, but it's been something. How's that any different from pre lockdown, Tom? Oh, it's not at all, at all. It's a weird question, though. To be you're fair, striving for normality—that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. You've got to keep the same mental uh, mental 
that you had before. It's it's a weird one. I reckon a new language, just because musical instrument. What can you do with that? You can you can you can join a band, of course you can, but like learn a new language. You can go to a whole different country. You know what I mean? I'd rather be fluent in German than learn the guitar now. Okay. Yeah, what you been? You been to Germany, Tom? How did you get on there? Sound, but like people yeah. talk behind me back. It was horrible. I must admit that was one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I uh, I went to me and Chris went to Liechtenstein many many years ago to help a friend move home. Long story. There's some YouTube videos around it that exist somewhere in the world. Um, but I I I find I like languages. Like I, I speak French. Okay, my French and Spanish is okay. I've discovered that every word I don't know in one language I know in the other, which is no use to me whatsoever. I could probably speak fluently. I can't of Spanish and, and French, which is no good to anyone. Um, but I, I hate that. I hate being in a in a room and not knowing what people are saying. Like you know, I like to be able to contribute to the conversation. But if you can play, if I could play guitar, you could. It's a it's a you're right, Tom, because you can. But it's a skill. It's a proper skill. And in this world, you can you can when the ability to entertain, you can earn money from being able to play guitar. Whereas being able to speak French, you can't. Paul, you've never been in the. You've you've never been around the Liverpool band scene trying to do gigs everywhere and getting paid in red stripe. Exactly, exactly, Tom. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be fair, I reckon Anthony Griezmann would do all right with the Spanish French thing. I reckon you and him would have a decent conversation on that front. Um, just because I'm pretty sure he's probably fluent in both by now. Uh, but in terms of the rest, musically. It'd be so good to just be able to learn a new instrument and just go from a day one basic bitch to just being Beyonce all of a sudden <laughs> and just being able to just go sick on the on the piano or the keyboard or the the, the saxophone. Imagine that you just went into to lockdown musically illiterate and come out like a jazz blues player. If you want to, if you want to make a, a woman weak at the knees, being able to play the sexy sax is definitely the an, the, the, the answer. The saxophone won me over there because like band instruments, I can kind of leave leave at this point. I, I don't really care. I can play the bass to a, a degree, but saxophone, yeah. Yeah, Come on, exactly. Over there, yeah. And and the Spanish as well. If you could, I'm telling you, that house party app before it all went a little bit crazy. If you could have just jumped into some Spanish girls DMs there, Ross. Your your lockdown and quarantine could be completely different right now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> I am. Um, I know. I, I miss me. My wife's learning to play the piano, and she fantastic and it makes me so jealous that she's got that ability she just walks off and we bought this like electric piano and just i mean to be fair i've heard the same three songs 700 times um but like yeah no she's, <laughs> well, mercifully she's, no like you know, yeah i haven't been on the phone to bt either so i haven't had to listen to because of green sleeves recently but um yeah it, it's just that that being able to just yeah, I, I'm 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 very envious of people who play musical instruments, whereas I can speak other languages, and it has its use. But I agree, right here, right now, like you could just go, you could live stream and play guitar, and that's a that's a thing. No one's gonna no one's gonna watch you chat Biff in French, you know. Je m'appelle Paul. Bonjour, great. I mean, I'll try it. I'll see. I'll see if it, I'll see if it works out. But nah. No, I want to make TV in French now, French and Spanish. <laughs> I actually a random story when we when we when we covered Liverpool Real Madrid um, at the Bernabeu years ago. I actually mentally wrote 
uh, match reaction in Spanish that I was going to do. And then basically I was just so tired that it was late and, I, and we were miles away from home and we'd not, and we'd not won. We've uh, got to sort of now. <laughs> I want some titles and everything. <laughs> I'll save that for another day. I'll do, yeah, if we, yeah maybe, maybe next season. Um, right, okay. Don't give another job to do, Edel. <laughs> Imagine having to transcribe every single post-match video. Yeah, 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 yeah. From incorrect Spanish, <laughs> I think it's like I think bracket. What he meant to say was yeah, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. right. Okay, uh, just to wrap up some things from last week's podcast. Thanks for everyone uh, who've left the five star reviews on the various podcasting apps and whatever. It makes a massive difference. I want to see this week first and foremost. Actually, if people are watching this on YouTube, um, we we only had two hundred and twenty six likes on the podcast last week. I want to see if we can get to 1,000 likes on this one. I think we can. So if you're watching this and you enjoy the Returned Redmen podcast, drop a like on this on YouTube straight away and let's see if we can get to 1K next week and then we'll set some new targets and we'll maybe do some rewards if we do that in future weeks. Um, anyway, we had some comments that came through. Uh, obviously, we had the schoolyard game. It was me versus Ross. Uh, Rob Davies said that he thinks Paul must still have the virus after his team selections. Uh, yeah, great. Um, and people were asking me to live stream it because we talked about this. You know, if you new to the podcast we've got pro evolution soccer we do the schoolyard game we take alternating picks of the current liverpool side to see who comes out on top tom's team came out victorious against chris's last week and this week those of you who watched it there was a handful of people who watched it including ross chanley um team mate came out on top what alden will tidy up what can he do nothing under exceptional pressure wonderful front for pressing there from adrian in the right back position basically playing like a, a pseudo Danny Alves role here today and doing it brilliantly. Here's Adrian again. Little shimmy. He's past him. Adam Lallana. It's back out to Adrian. What can arguably the greatest right back in the world do? He's inside his man. Minamino. Salah. Adrian's over on the lights. He won't get it, but it is a foul. No play on. Firmino holds it up against Gomez. Firmino to Minamino. That's not going to get confusing. Adam Lallana, Salah, back to Lallana. The pressure really ramping up here. It's a goal! It is a goal! And what a goal for teammates! This is incredible. This is exceptional. Team Ross in shambles. The decision of Paul to steal the good goalkeepers and leave him with 66 rated. Cueven Keller could come back to haunt him here. Oh my days, what a finish. What a finish. Let's see that one again. It all came from the brilliant right-back play slightly before the replay starts from Adrian. Roberto Firmino, third shot. Is it saveable? I have got genuinely, Ross, I have no idea why it's 51 minutes. No idea why it's not been the half. It seems to be 51 minutes played. Yes, mate, La, says Miles HD. Rossi Chanley asking questions of the time played. That's his 45 minutes plus seven of stoppage time. Uh, can I just get your reaction? Ball's frozen, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, So, Adrian, right back, demolished your ass. Ooh, demolish me. Just lost one now. <laughs> Today was fine. Paul gave me a virtual hook on the news. He come on here, slandered me for not having a fucking missus, and I was brought <laughs> football. What is this? What is this? 
<laughs> hey, listen, we've got a game running on the podcast. Everyone was so keen for us to prove it's it one way or another. The only way to properly judge it is to play each other. I don't know why you didn't do that. How is that it's possibly it's the proper way to judge it? Because there can, be a mis- as well. there can be a mismatch in, in individual quality of people you know playing I mean? the game. Yeah. Maybe, mate, but that, that wouldn't be a fair scientific way of conducting things, would it? We let the computer sim it out, and I came out on top. Tom, yeah. do you think it's a fair and scientific way to do I, it? I think it's the, the only way to do it, to be honest, Ross. And, and if you would have won, you'd say exactly that's why. Oh, exactly. Yeah, if I would have lost, that'd be exactly... Did right you score on, on the 51st minute in, in one minute at a time? No, I, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't make the game. I don't, I don't, I don't set no, the... No, but it's the only fair way to do it, isn't it? I'm just saying, listen, mate, things happen in football. That's the beauty of football, Ross. I scored an absolute banging goal, delivered some of the greatest commentary since Clive Tilsley said, hello, hello, here we go in Istanbul. The only, um, the only appropriate commentary for that is uh, Keller and goal. Well done, Paul. He's 17. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Uh, yeah, that live stream is, is there. If you want to go watch it, we'll link to it. But it's on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Mage Gaming uh, is there. We're going to do uh, another one this week. I'm open to suggestions, actually, for people watching and listening. What we, I think once we're done with this one, it's going to be me versus Tom for the ultimate winner on it this week. But then we want to mix things up. What kind of situations can we use? What kind of squads? What kind of players and whatever? Using Pro Evo in the in, in the coming weeks. I'll be honest, I think I'm gonna I think we've we've got the Liverpool 13-14 team. So there might be something there might be something in that. But yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll pick up on that uh, in due course. Anyway, um let's dive in then topics. Edel, what do you want to discuss? As as the newcomer to the podcast, I'll let you go first. Cool, nice one. So it wasn't really anything other than the the I've been watching on Sky a few virals at the minute some some footage of the the best goals of the Premier League era. So I think Sky have broke it down into into a couple parts. So there's probably about three or four parts. I watched part three yesterday and I just wanted to get some of your thoughts really on what best goals you guys might have seen live or best goals that you can you can remember in the Premier League era. It doesn't have to be a Liverpool goal either. Just open it up and, and just see. I've got a few favourites myself, um, but I just wanted to see what your guys is first. Yeah, the, the, the one that always comes to my mind, it's funny, there'll definitely be generational things to this. Tony Abawa banging one in off the crossbar was one of the one of the one of the big ones for me. And uh, just to get it in before Ross mentions it, um, because he told us before. Every day he's not fucking bad enough for the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, Ross. What's your favourite Thierry on the goal? Is the one where he flicks it up over his head and volleys it into the top corner? That was my one. No, he, he, no that, the spin from Henri and the, and the, and the Kale is, a, is an absolute, yeah, strong call. Is anyone, is anyone capable of taking the red tinted glasses off enough to say the Wayne Rooney over head kick? Oh, that's an unreal goal. Yeah. That, that, the comments on that one as well. Like, <laughs> I think Berbatov's against those was better, but. <clears throat> Yeah, I think Bergkamp's Bergkamp's when he spins the player when that first touch oh my god that that is probably the most skillful goal I think just in terms of the touch and then he like he like opens his body up and tucks it into the bottom right as well it's an unreal unreal goal you said that before Edel with Suarez Newcastle as well where he takes it on his shoulder like that is an insane amount of skill to be able to do that like any I say any player not every player can batter one in you know what I mean? Hit it really hard into the goal. But, I mean, it's, I think that's easier to do 
scored a screaming into the top in than what than what Bergkamp did to rip that Newcastle player or what Suarez did to rip that Newcastle yeah. player. That Letizia had a few bangers as well. I've just watched a few more clips of it and he scored quite a few decent goals. He, he had some techers back in the day. Matt yeah. Letizia was absolutely unreal. It's funny I was because... like young to be fair, but yeah. I yeah, he, there was like that that 90s, the 90s era, obviously him playing for Southampton and what have you. And he, he was like on the fringes of the England side, but he, he was just... You know, like that big fish, small pond kind of thing. You just love, like, basically getting to stroll around the pitch, do keep you ups over people's heads, and then score mad volleys and stuff. There was a few of them goals, like Gaza scored one that was very similar to a very, a very Letitia goal in uh, Euro '96. I think it was was that against Scotland that one, or was it the, the anyway? But yeah, you know, the, you had Matt Letitia, you had some of the real stars like the '90s, like Benito Carboni had scored absolute bangers. You got that Paolo Di Canio like scissors volley at the back stick is yeah. like absolutely. Absolutely unbelievable. And the other one actually, Bearcamp um, against Leicester, where he, he did like a, re- it was very similar to his, his again, World Cup 98 goal for the Dutch, where the ball comes over and he kind of pulls it out the sky, opens his body and curls it round. Just, yeah, absolutely incredible. What are we what saying was- about the uh, Aguero one? Aguero to win the Premier League. I mean, it's not the greatest goal. It's not the greatest goal, but for what it was. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they've done that as well, Sky. I think they've put greatest goals in one category and then they've put greatest Premier League moments in another. So obviously you can go over there and look at the two, but I definitely say that one sits in the greatest moments of Prem as opposed to one of the greatest goals. What would you want to lock in as your is your favourite Prem goal then? If you had to say, go on, I'll let Ross go first since we robbed it. <laughs> There's loads. I'm, I'm a big fan of all the volleys. Like the Yarmory one we mentioned, uh, Shearer against Everton. I think Rooney scored one against Newcastle as well, which from the edge of the box. Rooney's probably. against Arsenal, and it, it, that was a oh, good yeah. one as well. And, uh, was there a Fulham a Fulham goal? But I feel like it was on the on the right hand flank, and he just absolutely swatted it. But it dipped like right on the he's like no chance of scoring from there. Like volleys. I'm sure and, Matthew I, Rodrigo scored one of them as well. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Bergkamp's. I think that's that's to this day. I don't think anyone can do that ever again. He never meant it, like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've been using that to add Arsenal fans up for 20 years. <laughs> that wound me up, Paul. It was incredible. I'm not saying he didn't mean to like tear it, but the way it worked out for him is 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 a, it's a nice combination of skill and skill and luck. But then I guess I suppose that's the best the best things in footy you've got that going for them. I don't know. I really struggle to to, to think of what like what is my favourite what is my favourite goal because I'm always clouded by clouded by like. The Liverpool stuff, um, Robbie Fowler versus spoiled. yeah, true. I think Robbie Fowler versus Aston Villa is one of my all-time favourite goals. And he, 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 the ball comes to his feet. He's got his back to goal on the halfway line, and he creeps it, and he megs Steve Staunton, who's playing for Villa. I think he's been playing left back at the time, and then he just bursts through, runs, 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 and then just smacks it, and it just like arrows into the far corner. Yeah, that's probably that's probably that or the one where he. Uh, the Cantona's comeback game where he smacked it in the near post and it takes the camera out and Peter Schmeichel like like a statue freezes and falls back. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm, I think I what think, go on Tom, sorry. Well, I was gonna say the uh, I forgot all about it until then. Arsenal's team goal versus Norwich, with Jack mm-hmm. Wilshire touching in. Oh yeah. That that in terms of just all the Aaron, Rams, the Aaron Ramsey one's even better, where he gets it on a heel turn and flicks it in at the end. Yeah, starts in like midfield with a header, heads it in, and it goes back and forth, tick attacker. And then I think yeah. even in the commentary he says that's a goal the Harlem Globetrotters would have been proud of or something. It's, it's a belter, like it is a belter. That was the yeah. moment where Arsene Wenger should have retired. Yeah, like, that was the goal that Arsenal had been built to score. Oh. 
<laughs> and they finally scored and it's like you should just one of them where you just like you just just unzip his giant coat so and just let out his pockets yeah exactly let it fall to the floor and just walk out of the stadium and never never return again yeah yeah let us know yours in the comments anyway favorite prem goals guys let us know what they are yeah. right right okay then let's move things on ross what are you bringing to the table um i wanted to discuss the bt sport coverage on sunday night i don't know if anyone saw it but they basically showed liverpool versus dortmund um Liverpool versus Barcelona, Liverpool v eighteen Milan, and then the Spurs final in Madrid, um, just back to back. Like the way all four, there were highlights. I was like, for Sunday, I had like a proper lazy morning. Went for a walk for like three and a half, four hours. Come back, made a roast, and put that on by Errol. And um, oh my God, Errol's got a landline. No, <laughs> fucking hell. And uh, it, well, at first thought it was just boss coverage. It was perfect Sunday night viewing, but also like watching the the, the Milan game back was just like. <laughs> Looking at the Milan side, I was just thinking they were superstars, like start to finish, and, every, and even the subs were, were amazing. Our side of you know Harry Kuehl, who inevitably got injured halfway through, well, twenty minutes into the game. Jimmy Shirari, you know, interview on the RedmanTV.com. Um, the fact that Dudek was miles off his line for every single penalty that was in that final. <laughs> like we should fucking never ever have won that game. Yeah. He was. I remember that because my dad always used to say that to me as a goalkeeper is just yeah, just edge forwards because it's impossible. It's basically impossible to save. It's ridiculous. It's 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 almost impossible to save a penalty. Just just if you stay if you stay on your line, you've got to gain as much distance or close as much of distance as possible. And Dudek takes the absolute piss, and it's something it's something that never gets thought about. The Perlo Perlo one and the Shevchenko one were completely shit penalties. It's like they couldn't be asked. Uh, psychologically, yeah. we're gone, yeah. Andy. Absolutely. Yeah, it was that. It was that. That dude, that cave is still ridiculous, and it's the. It's the little look and the little nod, like yeah, I meant that. Like, you're, you're, never, <laughs> you're, never, you're never at all, mate. I, I, I love. Yeah, I love the fact that we were, we were really good in that game as well. Like, if you watch that game back in full, like we, we, we look. We're coming up against AC Milan, who were unreal, but we created some really good opportunities. I think Reese had a shot from outside the box, didn't he? He had a, had a massive header. And AC Milan were just fantastic. And then I think it was uh, when Schmitz's goal goes in, it's because he's tying his shoelace and Ancelotti's fuming because they should have had the throw in and all that. It's just all these little things that 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 made it such a magical night. One of best... my... Go on. go on, sorry. No, 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 go for it. Well, I was just going to take it back to the, the whole thing. It, it was nice seeing dead Twitter accounts that only tweet about the footy coming out the woodwork again and, and starting to tweet again about stuff and... Get, uh, it, it was just nice to see Liverpool on a match day on Twitter, but knowing that we'd won, so there isn't the fume. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really nice to see. Twitter would have been absolutely fucking unbearable that night. <laughs> absolutely unbearable. So many accounts deleted at half time. It's untrue. Uh, it, it's good that you bring that up, actually. Some of you will know, some of you won't. Uh, I had a, a Skype call with, with the man, the legend, Mr. Jimmy Traore, this week, and he talked about obviously his, his rise up through the ranks coming through to Liverpool and what, and what have you, and his relationships with Gerard Ullier, his relationship with Rafa Benitez. And that, that season, there's a phenomenal story in there. Well, there's actually a couple, but he tells the story of his his halftime we mentioned the Dudek save he talks about his reaction to that and how he basically loves Dudek forever because he was meant to be Mark and Shevchenko which is amazing uh, and there's a story about him that, that uh, if you want to go check out on it's out as a clip on the the Redman TV Twitter account uh, about him potentially he, he ended up missing out on a move to Everton uh, and, and Rafa Benitez deciding to wind him up about it when we'd won the European Cup that's on the Redman 
Com now. Go and check it out. It's like an hour. He was boss. I, 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 was a, he, he was, he's still in Seattle at the moment. He's coaching the uh, Seattle Sounders over there, assistant coach at the moment. Um, brilliant fella. It's, the full thing is, is amazing. It's on the RedmanTV.com in video and in podcast form. So if you want that, you can get that. It's just £5 a month uh, as well as all the other extra stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, uh, Ross, it's a great shout because at the moment everyone's trying to find things to do and bring people back. And I wonder whether BT have just gone. Like I'm, I know, it's like goal. I've been, I've been very Liverpool centric as well, and how their tweet, how their Twitter accounts used to run. I wonder whether they just give up the ghost. Just like I'll oh, just fuck it. We've got all these Liverpool games. Let's just chuck them out there because let's be honest, we could do spares, but no one would give a shit. They did. Um, I think they did the Man United a couple of days before, but on that thread, when they posted to say they're going to do the local games, loads of coverage. What's this? LiverpoolTV.com. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It's worth fucking watching. The thing is, think of all the amazing games Liverpool have been a part of, and that's that's the best thing about Liverpool is the history and and, and all that. About not many clubs have that space. Don't have that. It's Liverpool. It's on the biggest stage as well. Look yeah. at all those games that were you know that he was highlighting. It's on the biggest stage, and you know we've got the biggest catalogue when it comes to games on the biggest stage in Europe because you know. So, you know, I, I just think it, it, it is nice to have it as a whole montage and you can just sit there and watch, as you said, Tom, with knowing that we've already won it and it's already sealed on. So There's loads of games that they missed as well. You know, could have had the, the Arsenal game in there. Was it 4-2? Was it you know, beating Inter Milan, beating Real Madrid. The Olympia Arcos games. Fucking loads they could have put in there. And yeah. It gets forgotten about because we all talk about and you've done it there six times, five times for the longest time. But nine finals, nine European Cup finals, and then you've got the the, the UEFA Cup finals. If you wanted to chuck them on on top as well, that, you know we've been involved in so many of those games and with you know the, the, with the headline number when it comes to this country, you know comfortably as well. But like I say, to be on being in those games, that's what makes you big. And I think a lot of people in this country don't necessarily get that at times that you gain value. I know loads of people who started supporting Liverpool because they watched us in two thousand seven, the Athens final, lose to. Milan, but still walked away going. I think they're the club for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, long may long may continue. And long Milan side as well. Yeah. It was like one of the best sides that ever was. It doesn't get spoken about enough of how good they were. Yeah, yeah it's it's the seeing the lineup. I mean, out of them four games, there's Dortmund, there's Barca, there's Milan, there's Spurs. Is the best game for you guys the AC Milan one? Because I think Barca might have overtaken that, but then Spurs for me, as much as Barca was was unreal. Spares I watched in the middle of Liverpool City Centre and it was the whole order around it. I think that might be my favourite. It was terrible. That game was terrible, like mm. as a as a spectacle. But in terms of a feeling, in terms of a relief, in terms of knowing exactly what that meant, that might be better for me than than AC Milan just because of how it made me feel and getting to experience it with all my mates in the pub. I don't know. I think so just speaking from maybe our generational perspective, Tom. That's we we are AC Milan experience is limited to the fact that I was probably I don't fucking I was like eleven. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think you would have been a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. So we never got to fully experience the heights of that. You know, euphoria of winning in two thousand and five. Obviously, it was great, but I was still sat in my mum's in the back room watching it, and then went to bed straight afterwards. Whereas yeah. when we won against Tottenham last year, it was parties, it was the ale, it was the celebration till early hours in the morning, and it was you know celebrating with people that you probably never met before that day. You were icing on the cake for me about the Tottenham game in terms of the a bit of difference was I was desperate to beat an English club. 
I've always said whenever we get to the, you know, in the Champions League, I always think we're the last English club out of the competition. I always back us in that respect. So yeah. the fact that we was in a final and it was us versus another English club, I just wanted to, I just wanted those bragging rights. It yeah. could have been Man U, it could have been Chelsea. I just wanted, it, it wouldn't have mattered what the competition was at that point. If we lose a final to another English club, we wouldn't have heard the end of it. So yeah. that's what gave us that little bit extra edge. But for me, I don't think I could ever take back that that, that moment of Barca. That, that Barcelona game for me, in terms of just one game in 90 minutes, I seen their tweet on Instagram this morning where it said, um, what was it? If, if, we need to score just one goal. Uh, and Liverpool will have to score five, and we can all accept we're going to score one, right? And I was thinking, yo, how did that age? How did that age for you? Yeah. See, uh, Busquets hasn't tweeted since the game either. <laughs> he, was, he was tweeting every day, and he still hasn't tweeted to, uh, since after that game. That's a that's definitely a website that has Busquets tweeted. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I, I, it's interesting for, for for me because there's always a degree of recency bias. In, in these things and it's it's my I, that Istanbul thing was a, a generational moment for me so I'd have been 22 when um, when we when we won that so I was in my prime you know we were all me and all my mates were all out in town me and Chris have been drinking since probably about 11 o'clock or something that day he does that's why he remembers very little of the whole experience um but like that was one of those things where like I had we were in the walkabout in town I had People when we when we equalised, I got I, I've said this loads of times, but like I, I went round consoling people at half time, and then when we scored the equaliser, I got lifted up onto people's shoulders and paraded around the bar. It was just unreal. I had all my best mates all around me. It was that was phenomenal. Weirdly, but in terms of a football experience, it's two the two different things for me because it was effectively just watching a match in the pub. Like that Barcelona game is the best. Thing I've ever experienced in my entire life, just to be there and went, you know, the, the sheer disbelief that that man. That's why when I watch the highlights back and I see the Genie Wan Aldum header, like I'm transported back to the stands and transport back and I'm, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because I remember being there. Um, so Barcelona is probably actually even above the. And I, you know, I was in Madrid. I was in Madrid, but I was probably so stressed out by the whole thing yeah. that I didn't actually enjoy it because I was I was working as well. You know what I mean? So it was like I, I was I had that in my mind the whole time, and I don't think I could process what it was that I was seeing. Whereas Barcelona, it was just yeah, that was so that weirdly, and actually Dortmund as well is probably up there for a very similar sort of thing. It's just the Dortmund one doesn't rank because we didn't win it that year. Yeah, exactly. If we had, that would be gone down. I would go down as one of the, you know, probably like the second or third greatest Liverpool game of all time, probably. But uh, yeah, it's a weird if, one. If we won it, it would have been one for me. If we would have won it, that would have been number one for me personally. I missed that as well. I watched it on BBC um, text. Just No, it was just because they had goals in that game as well yeah. and kept pulling it away yeah. from us and then we had to nip it back and then you just kept pulling it away. You just thought, at some point when there's only five minutes to go and you need two goals, you think it's just not going to happen for us. You've is got, I can accept that. You've got Klopp, haven't you, at the end and he's just stood there and he's just laughing because they got a free kick without the last kick of the game and he's laughing because he's just... And he said after the fact that he's like, if they score here, they score here. There's nothing I can do about it yeah. and that's just football. Um, and so he's just like everyone's like that on edge, gripping onto all the people around him, and Jurgen's just laughing his head off because it's in the, it's in the hands of fate at that point. Yeah, just absolutely, absolutely unreal. It's what we've got? What you are Milan, Milan, just giving the goal from the two sides. I said before, the team how, old you, how old were you? Two thousand five, fifteen. Yeah, so I, I'm a watch, watch the home with mum and dad. And, and to be fair, 
but like just watching that eighteen man side, I was a fan of theirs. Like any footy manager or champ manager game, I was always eighteen one because mid noughties I think forwards have like Shevchenko and Stam and all them. Just, World beaters. Yeah. To be fair, I think I was about eighteen fourteen as well. Maths is just awful. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and I like the fact that you put yourself in a different generation to Ross. Um, <laughs> oh, Ross. Right, okay, cool. Let us know yours then. How would you rank those four games? Let us know in the comments, or you can tweet at the Redmen TV as well if you want. If you want to do just that. Uh, okay, the new story I want to talk about um, from the Mirror it came out uh, yesterday, I think, or over the weekend. Certainly, yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, it came out on Monday from Mark Jones uh, on the Mirror, and he said that the Football League, uh, the AFL, are planning to return to action on the June on June sixth in order to complete the nineteen twenty season and ensure the final fu- financial future of many lower league clubs, um, and then. It goes on to talk about like the the, the funds that are put in, put in place and they're saying the clubs will only push return in early June if the government deem it safe to do so um, and it's weird I, I, I find this I go back and forth on this on, a, on an almost weekly basis of where I stand on it because obviously we're not medical experts it's not on us to decide whether football is fit to be played or not but also because my entire livelihood is built around the football I am horrendously biased and I can't give an objective point of view on this but like Ross the second I saw this I'm just I'm just this is what I'm waiting for I'm just waiting for someone to come and tell me roughly at least this is when the footy's back and from a, an entertainment perspective I've got that but also from a business perspective I'm just I'm waiting for that moment just to probably take a bit of the weight off you know off, off my shoulders or whatever yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting it back. You know, when we spoke about it the past three, four weeks, it's always been the caveat as long as it's safe and well. I don't think anyone who, who spoke about it has taken that away. But I saw the headline yesterday on Twitter and we read it was like, ooh, okay, sound. Like, you know, there's, there's a bit of hope there. It's, you know, it's not just for, again, you know, we're in the same, we work for you. So it's the same for us. It kind of, you know, we want that back for it to get back into routine at work or to get back to work sort of thing or, you know, the entertainment value for us and also mentally as well. You know, it, it's difficult. You know, we've all had to adapt from working from home. We've all had to adapt to what kind of content that we do. You know, it's nice to kind of go have, have a, even a target date set in mind. Mentally, you can go in your head, okay, sound. That's the day that I want to be going back to, to work properly and we can do get to back all the stuff that we got used to going and doing, you know, ramp up the content again and having topics about football. And, you know, it's getting a bit old now talking about when's football coming back and when's it's doing, but we seem to be getting closer to, to that date. And if it's safe for everyone, then, you know, I, I'm bang up for it. We're seeing, aren't we? Uh, um... Tom, this this week, Spain have started to kind of loosen the lockdown a little bit. They're letting certain people, certain non-essential people, back to work and what have you. And they're the things that I think everyone's kind of looking for. We go through this. We had, we, you know, we saw you briefly this morning. We've all had a little bit of a chat around it, and every conversation is just like, "How are you doing?" And you know, unless you're having the absolute perfect day, it's the answers more often than not. It's either this is weird, this is mad, this is a bit shit, isn't it? And I think everyone's kind of getting through it. But if we can just be given something, and it might not be football, it might be this in the pictures coming back again, you know, whatever. Everyone could just everyone's looking for this little bit of news to say you can start to build Light your life around something. Light at the end of the tunnel, mate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's exactly it. it. It's just getting back to a sense of normalcy. I mean, we joke about joked about it at the start of the show but it is you you need you need a little bit of okay i know that i can do this and i know it's a case of it's stupid i mean you talk about like society and how fucking stupid it is we work five days and then have two days of, of going out on the weekend but everyone knows that's what they've got so everyone knows right i can kind of go a bit wild on the friday saturday and then recover on the sunday to go back on the monday you had that you had that that every well all right ross maybe not but <laughs> 
But uh, you had that in terms Cover on Monday. You structure in terms of going, okay, I, I know I can go out and see all my mates then and I've just got to get through another two days of this, but you don't know how long this is going to go on for and I think that's what the most testing part of it is. I mean, I think uh, France, uh, Macron says that they're going to start easing it after May in terms of school and stuff like that. So I think the article said June, didn't it, around then. I think that makes so much sense because uh, given another month of everyone being in complete lockdown and then start easing it back through, all the players can start going back in and start getting the pre-seasons done towards the end of towards the end of May and then coming into June hopefully it, 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 we can get back to a semblance of normalcy I really my, like go on, go on El. My no my question in, in all of that I, I like everything that Tom just said there is even though the or even if it's a proposed plan to go back in June is this going to be behind closed doors I was wondering if your article uh, elaborated on that in any way because I'm hearing across across Europe there is a chance that there might not be any fans in grounds until 2021 and, and that's just that brings a whole opens another whole can of worms doesn't it really yeah I think it's, it's interesting that actually there's a couple of things I'll, I'll, I'll get to that but I just wanted to the Roy Hodgson's quoted in this article it's be, it's probably the best thing I've ever heard Roy Hodgson say given my perspective on it he's saying everyone's in total agreement we need to end this season he told the Palace website we don't want artificial means of deciding who wins the league who gets into the Champions League who gets relegated and promoted ideally our players have three or four weeks minimum to prepare for the first match back but I accept there may be a squeeze on that time frame it might mean extra restrictions on our place of work it may also mean that we have to play our remaining matches in a shorter period of time than we would normally have done and subsequently receive a shorter break in between seasons and I, I just love the fact that like Roy Hodgson I'm so used to being on the opposite side of things to, to Roy Hodgson seems to be firmly in the same camp same campuses, but yeah, I I, um, I think I think you're right. I, I suspect it will it'll be a behind closed doors thing. There's talk that the FA have offered St George's Park, they've offered Wembley Stadium. There's a couple of solutions where they could be used as bases or whatever for it. Um, yeah, I, the, the, I, at this point, I kind of don't care. I just want footy back with the notion that it's not going to be like that forever. Yeah. Um, and as long as they get it up and running again, so we've all got that thing. Because Tom's right for me, that's one of the big things as well. Put, taking me production hat off is us having things to set our week by, knowing that the footy is going to be at you or your your team is going to be playing at this time. You bring your global community of that fan base back together again. All of a sudden, like like you, Thomas, Tom, you were saying as well about the Istanbul game. There's, you know people are going to be active, they're going to be online, they're going to be here at this space, and it opens up fresh conversations, and having that feeling that you're part of something. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's something that I think we're all kind of missing at the moment. Yeah. For real. Mm, absolutely. Okay. Um, brilliant. Let us know your thoughts on anything we've discussed. Again, in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube, or as always, you can tweet us at the Redman TV. Uh, if you want more in depth chat, you can uh, you can email us interact at the Redman TV dot com. Uh, my topic, therefore. I know. Sorry, Tom. Do you want Do you want it, or do you, we can move on? It's fine. It's not it's good. Interesting. It's I good. mean, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm really sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Tom. Totally forgot. No, I, I saw you skipped it. I was like, hmm. hmm. Um, basically, uh, on the tenth of the tenth of this year of April was two years since we beat Man City in the Champions League, and uh, the video of me and Saigon mental basically went round uh, again. And I, 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 I miss celebrating that. Like I miss celebrating like that. I mean, you should see me watch football games. You know, you know exactly how I celebrate and how I watch football games. I miss that exact feeling, and and. and it, again, it kind of ties into everything we've spoken about. But what is the most you've ever celebrated a goal? And I, I, I guess you can kind of just say the Spurs in the final. Let's discount that because that's the go-to. Everyone celebrated that like the best thing you've ever celebrated. It's, but there must be ones that that, that kind of out there. I have, got, I have got about. We don't lose many games of football anymore, do we? But, you know, a lot of the times I do I, I do the vlogs for them. There's been a handful down the years that, like... So, like, Mo Salah's goal against Tottenham Hotspur two seasons ago when he... It was like Messi when he dribbled past half the team and slotted it. I went absolutely insane to that goal. Bobby Firmino's one against Atletico Madrid because the fact that he hadn't scored at Anfield and it was just yeah. so written. There's been a handful of them where I've gone completely crazy and I'm just gutted because I would never put out something that ends in like Liverpool fans having their legs cut off them because we don't win. They never get to see the, the, see the light of day but there's a few of them where I've probably gone as crazy as any actual goal we scored. I reckon if, if, probably Dejan Lovren um, Borussia Dortmund, that header, I have, I yeah, I go, yeah, that's probably as big, it's probably as big and loud as I get. <laughs> I can't, I don't, I don't know about how extreme I got. I just remember the circumstances in which I did have to celebrate this goal. So it was the, it was the free free against Everton uh, at Goodison. I think it was the thirteen fourteen season, and we was, I think we was, I think it was two one to the good for us and I think Joe Allen had the chance to put put us 3-1 up and you know put the game to bed and I just thought it was a given And I, but I actually got um, my, my old manager at the time she was uh, a season ticket holder for Everton so I sat with her in the Everton section as an undercover red and <laughs> for, for the longest time I'm sat there thinking okay like because we're up I don't have to expose myself I can just be happy the fact that we're winning as soon as it went to 2-1 two, two, and then to 2-2 two, two, and then to 3-2 to them, they're jumping up and they're, and they're, at that point, I think a few of them around me knew 
he doesn't seem like one of us, this kid, because he's not as he's not as gassed up as everybody else around him. And it was true. And <laughs> it was only when Sturridge went and scored at the very depth of the game did I let out. I, like, <laughs> I think that was when he just knew he was like, yeah, that's, it confirmed suspicions. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, all the ones you've said as well, they, they're the ones that do get you a part of your seat and send you nuts. But that one for me was just a little moment where I just thought, yeah, I can't not celebrate at this point. Go on, Ross. Yeah, but as soon as you asked the question, it was the Scholar against Spurs one for me. Um, I, I, went, I went with Ben. I just ended up throwing him around like a ragdoll. And some fellow that was in front of me nearly pushed him down the, the front row of seats in front of me. And I had to save him, get hold of him. I just couldn't believe it. And then it was it was all for nothing. But that moment of 30 seconds, 40 seconds, was unbelievable. How were you, Ross? Because you talking about Errol's experience there. It reminded me, of course, of the Man City game that Tom's talking about. You mm. were in the city with the City fans, <laughs> of that. Yeah. of course, they didn't sell their allocation out. And of course, yeah. you, you got them through uni. And yeah, I remember um you come you caught up with me and Chris afterwards yeah. and I gave us a like they jumped on us and gave us a massive hug because you'd had to stay repressed for the yeah. entire that game. Spent by that as well, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, well obviously they they got one nil up then early on and then they get another goal but I think it's disallowed. But I was on a on a back row so I was like right in the guts. So I just like kept myself pretty quiet. I'd never do this again by the way because it just takes the experience out and then obviously you know, gotta keep quiet like you, like you did Errol before on. But there was a fellow sat next to you I mean obviously the first two goals go in. And then he gets to the like Liverpool score, and he's like, "You're a Liverpool fan." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Me too." I was like, "Oh my god!" Was <laughs> yeah. next to me. Was it, was it, it was Indy Kayla who sat next to me. Two Liverpool scored, and when Salah scores that goal, obviously you can't let out. You see the OEM go absolutely wild, and he just just bangs me on the leg, and I was like, "Going, yeah, I've really got to get out of here." But it wasn't until I saw Paul and Chris just went Rash, like that, and but they'd obviously emotionally drained by that time. Fucking ruined. That, that actually might be one of them because I, mean, I felt a half time in that game, I felt ill. I felt so sick because it was just 45 minutes of them just battering us back yeah, to the our goals, just peppered us. Overloading, trying to overload Trent. They had like they put like David Silver and Sane over on him and, and all that kind of stuff, and just trying to get past us. And then we had that one little chance right at the death of the half that made you think, ooh, we might have something. But like that moment, because we we did the Salah goals recreated, didn't we? Like about a year or so ago, and like the that one, it's, it's Salah, it's, it's Salah, it's new scores. The he thinks it is it Salah, yeah. is it Mane? He thinks it over, and um, the, when he runs towards the, the Liverpool fans, and like the blue flare goes off, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, that, that's probably yeah, fucking. Nuts. The, the celebrations after that game were pretty good as well. Like afterwards, I think I, I'd walk round, but I bumped into um, Chris Hall from ITV, but he recognised me, so we stopped. Like for an interview, but then I just started singing La La La, and then all the local fans were coming out, so we all did it and just had them mob the TV cameras. It was quality. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely unbelievable. That's what that, it's all those things I think about those European nights, and we never, because of the way the Atletico game went, we were robbed of one more before we went into lockdown. I was joking with the people we were filming with outside the ground. It's like if they hadn't scored, there'd be people on top of the shipping containers, like the way for all those other big European nights, like going back to Dortmund, where it was just bananas people bouncing around the streets and looking at each other and singing and jumping up and down it was just absolute chaos and then it was you, t- you pull that out and there's just six people stood around in a very empty concrete kind of square with no atmosphere whatsoever that's probably the thing that not necessarily like the obviously the goal celebrations yes but that those moments where you do you walk out and you've got that shared 
like yeah. sea of bodies kind of moments. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd very much. I think there was an expectancy in that, that Atletico game because of all those previous moments. I said this before the game kicked off. Only one will be behind, and we, we did better against Barcelona, arguably a better side going into that game. Well, we'll do this. We'll have another one of those nights. And it didn't work out, did it? Yeah, shame, really. Um, Okie dokie. Are, are you satisfied that we've covered your topic well there, Tom? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's it was a good topic. I, I apologise. It was a really good topic. <laughs> um, yeah. You probably thought, hang on a second, why is he, why is he doing this topic now when it's my turn? Yeah, I apologise for that. Just because I couldn't get the uh, agenda up on screen, I had something else up. It wasn't porn, it was fine. Um, anyway... Uh, we're doing the Sanity playlist. If you've got Spotify, we've been creating Redmen playlists each and every week. Um, this is week three of this. Um, they've been absolute belters. Let us know how you're getting on with it. Uh, if you want to find it, you go on Spotify and just type in Redmen Sanity playlist. Um, right. Uh, Chris isn't here this week, as you can tell. I'll give Chris's three songs. He's gone. I'm a big fan of all these. He's gone for Kryptonite by Three Doors Down, which is a it's a it's a bittersweet kind of kind of anthem. It's got some power to it, I like that. Ninety nine Red Balloons by Goldfinger, which is the best version of Ninety Nine Red yeah. Balloons, in my opinion. Uh, and Glycerin by Bush, um, because presumably, you know, like second rate grunge, Aussie grunge. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's no, it's a good song. This is a really good song too. Uh, Tom, what have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for uh, there's a song called Playtime by Linda Sis. It's kind of like electronic and um, kind of like breakbeat stuff. It's really good. Uh, and then I went for Raz by Kings of Leon, which is just just top top tier stuff. Yeah. And then the one that I kind of want to talk about is Ooh La La by Faces. So yeah. I uh, I sat there on Saturday. Had one of the best days I've had in absolute months. Did absolutely nothing apart from sitting in my back garden with a beer, listening to loads of classics tunes and this is one of the ones that started off and you know when you get into spotify and you just start adding to a playlist like oh yeah that song that song that song that song added all these to a playlist and just sat in the sun all day and got a got a bit of a tan that is almost identical to what i to what i did and with that song that would have been i I totally forgotten about this until you just said it but i i made like a a, an ultimate summer playlist at the weekend and ooh la la by the faces was it was right at the top of it because that and maggie may both remind me particularly of a period of of like when i used to live in sheffield and we'd all just get together and have house parties and put like get the decks out and just everyone have a turn doing stuff um that that yeah that's an absolute stone cold classic of a song Tom Dutton, brilliant. Uh, Ross? I've gone for three certified bangers this week, but covered three different moods. Uh, I've gone Born Slippy, Born the World, uh, okay. in case you want to pop a pill and get off your head <laughs> in your own, in your own garden. Um, Some opinions of views do not necessarily represent those of Redman TV. <laughs> we would never encourage someone to take Class A drugs uh, on, a, uh, on a YouTube show. You meant Aspen and Paul. Yeah, that's what I meant. Paracetamol. Um, who am I? What's my motherfucking name? By Snoop Dogg. No, why not? Yeah. Um, that's what I was wrong again. And Ace of Spades by Motorhead. A because it's a banger, but B when it came on on Spotify for some reason. But it always reminds me. I think it's Tony Hawk's Two. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Tony Hawk's Two. I'm just playing that for hours and hours. But I think Did you have the little fly cheat code? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was the best way to get yourself through that game. If you literally just like, 
it must have been like a, a, a cheat on PS2 back in the day. And if you yeah. just pressed it enough times, you could have the ability to fly. And literally, you could button bash your way through each level of the game and secure some mad points. Tony Hawk's too. Didn't have to do that, mate. Someone should just got enough to... Yeah. I know, I was going to say. Okay. It took me finger dexterity instead. <laughs> and I was just saying it saved me well in later life. When I, uh, when, when I, I traded in the PlayStation pad for, you know, the, the touch of the opposite sex. Um, but now, <laughs> does that work? No. Um, no, Dad, you, you're right. I feel like I don't know if it was it was two, but there's um, TNT by uh, oh, AC. She yeah. was one that was. I think that was like Tony Hawk's four, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, bang. I've got all those games, and as I say, I've just broke the the Wii out so I can play with the kids again. But I also saw my PS2 and was like. I could just, I, I, I'd have to be a single man to be able to go back to play all the Tony Hawks, unfortunately. Um, brilliant songs, Ross. Errol, what are you bringing? Okay, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. Um, so I'm going with Bop, with the baby. Now, I know we got, Tom played it a little bit before because you guys hadn't heard of it. Now, you just have to bear with me and just trust me when I say it's a banger. It is actually a banger. And, like, I can't even understand half the words the guy's saying in the song. But I just like the beat. And it just makes you just vibe out a little bit. It's been good from when I've been doing little home workouts. Um, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Just because you hit me with it before. And I just thought, you know what? That gets everybody in a good mood. You know what I mean? Just some classic Bob Marley on there. And then 99 Problems with Jay-Z was going to go on there, but I'm going to axe it very, very last minute. Oh, wow. Just, be- just because, obviously, Red Men TV, we need to obviously try and keep it as scouts as we can sometimes. And I think these guys, if we're going to add it to a spot on a Spotify playlist, definitely deserve to be entered onto it. They're called Beyond Average. And they're actually from Liverpool. Uh, two lads, a Scouse duo that do rap music. And when I say they, the, the music production and quality on their on their music is 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 up there with anything that's coming out of the UK at the moment. Their latest track that's got a YouTube video and everything on as well is called Millionaire Mind Frame. And I think that'll be the one that I entered in as the track because even when you guys give it a listen to it, it's dead mellow, it's chilled out, it's easy laid back tune, and it, it's a good vibe. And they're made in Liverpool as well, so it makes my list. Fantastic, great stuff. Uh, Matt's gone with Day One by Hans Zimmer. Huge uh, Interstellar re- soundtrack, by the way. Oh, oh right, sound okay, Fantastic. cool. Wrecking Bar by the Vaccines and Bring Me Sunshine by Mohammed Wise. Keeping up his theme of going for going with his TV and film theme to to, to wrap things up. Um, fair play, Matt. Um, yeah, it's been quite interesting to listen to these playlists because, as I say, they're a wonderful insight into people's people's mentalities. Um, so there's some, there's, I've been taking on some dark journeys by this playlist uh, over the last couple of weeks, largely upbeat. But yeah, uh, I've gone for uh, Uptight by Stevie Wonder. And it's funny because there's a few songs that were in here that I, I had actually uh, considered as well. We were saying before, uh, I was going to go with the the Collision Course, Jay-Z, Linkin Park version of Izzo, which is amazing. But I put Twister on last week and it's not like a massive Twister. I literally know two Twister songs and I put them on <laughs> back to back. Hopeful oh, and, and Sunshine. Slow, Yeah, Slow Jams, mate. I got, we, we banged out Slow Jams last week and in doing so, it then auto-played onto the next song, which is Sunshine, which is... I've just for now, I mean, I'm probably the best rap music really at this time is really well sampled stuff when you get get a good solid solid like 60s 70s or whatever vibe and then stick some rap over the top so yeah sunshine my twist there and then because of going full circle because of the stevie wonder stuff i listened to stevie wonder's greatest hits and i could literally put that entire album on but step out by oasis which was originally on morning glory but they had to take it off because it's a basically a complete rip-off of uptight 
And um, so it's all, there's like a mad story. There's because I was a mad Oasis collector in my youth. There's a, a limited run of what's the story Morning Glory that's got step out on it, but because of the lawsuit, they had to take it off and change the press and read and redo it. But it's probably Oasis's best song. Um, dead upbeat. It's like dead, dead, dead. Yeah, it's a proper summer driving tune. Uh, so yeah, get on, get on that. It's it's all it's all very good stuff. So yeah, that is the Redmen Sanity playlist. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the description. We'll put a link to it in the in the video info and in the podcast info as well. And we'll tweet it out at the Redmen TV on there. So get involved and there. Uh, yeah, let us ha- know how you're getting on with it. Um, Tom, you to lose. It's that time of the podcast where we delve into the knocking the microphone over on the desk. Um, we delve into this. <laughs> what are we using game. to uh, pick who goes first? Last right. week it was a cigar box. Yeah, Ellen, have you got a coin on you? Uh, no. Nobody's got a coin on them anymore. We're getting worse each week. <laughs> Currency is dead. Has anyone got anything flippable? He's <laughs> um, gone. I mean, that's a wonderful crotch shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry, guys. Right, okay, what have I got? Oh, oh I've got a chocolate got, coin. I've oh, got a, that'll do. Has it got two different sides? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go oh, ahead. Yeah, right, yeah, and what's the other side? What is it? A crown or something? Restless. I'll what? take, all right, I, I'll pick the one. To Mark Suspense's one pound chocolate. Oh, you Max, Max. I mean, you might as well have just written "I am a Tory" on a T-shirt and sat there for the whole for the whole yeah, time. Well, I didn't obviously didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have the one. Tom's going for the one. Give it a flip. Oh no! First pick for me. Yeah, I am going to pick first pick Alison Becker. Um, Fabinho. Okay. Uh, I will go Mohamed Salah. I'm not making the same mistake as Ross Adrian. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I do highly recommend checking out the live stream from that. I had very, very good fun <laughs> with this this week. Um, Okie dokie. I will go then with Bobby Firmino. Um, Mane. Okay. Uh, Divock Origi Virgil van Dijk Right, okay Um, Jordan Henderson Hmm Hmm I'm going to go for Come on, someone got a lockdown soon yeah, I know. <laughs> it's tough because you've got to... Now that I know we're doing it for Pez, Genie. Right. He's gone Genie Wijnaldum. Interesting shout. Okay. Uh, I will go with Nabi Keita. Uh, Robbo. Oh, shit. Keita, Robbo. Sweet. I will have Trent... Uh, trying to think who I can have in the, in the midfield. Uh, I'll have Shakiri. Obviously, not for the midfield. Uh, okay, so you're going with Shakiri in there somewhere. Okay, Shikiri's right wing. 
Okay, sound. Uh, sound Hendo. Okay, so, okay, I will go then with uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Oh. <sighs> My head. <laughs> um, He's bending you over the barrel here, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Minamino. Okay. I'll have uh, Milner. Yeah. Uh, Gomez. Tom's gone Gomez. Right back. Oh, Gomez right back. Okay. Yeah. I'll have um, Joel Matip. Lovren. Okay. Ooh. Okay, that is well played. Who the hell else have we got? You can do that job for me. Who do you need centre? Who do you need? Centre back. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'll take that. Who's in your midfield, Tom? Uh, Fabinho, Gini, Minamino at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Well, shit, that's, it's all been going swimmingly for me up until this point. And I'm going to level with you. My plan was to go to pick Gomez as right back for this reason. <laughs> and I completely forgot and bottled it and, and said Trent. Um, it's written out in front of me. I've got no one to blame but myself as well. Um, okay, then. I will put Endo as centre mid and put Trent there and then put Client right back. I don't know why I'm helping you. Ross? What are you doing, man? Ooh. Like, I mean, you're... Okay. That's a hell of a... Sh- Ooh. Fuck off. Only because she... I thought after the fact I could have put fucking Trent at right wing, which is what I should have done last week. Yeah. Because I fucking had everything else boxed off. Instead of okay. taking shows. Is Client? Yeah. Go on, I'll have yeah. Go on, I'll have Nathan- I'll take Nathaniel Klein then. Thanks. God's sake, Ross. <laughs> Where does Miramino play in a in Pez? Is he, is he a midfielder? Yeah, honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, maybe well, an attacking mid. You haven't picked Lalana, have you? No, no. Okay, I'll have Lalana, okay. and I'm going to have to put Minamino on the left and put Mane in the middle. Okay, so go on. <laughs> Okay, so are, that, are we done then? Is that right? One, yeah. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, so I've got in goal Alison Becker, a back four of left back Milner, right back Klein, centre halves Matip and Hendo. Centre halves Matip and Hendo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a midfield three, therefore, of. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cater, and Oxlade-Chamberlain. This isn't as strong as I thought it was going to be. Then a front three of Salah. Salah on the right, Bobby middle, Origi left. Okay. The the attack's pretty good. So I've got Adrian in goal, Robbo, Lovren, Van Dijk, Gomez. I guess Robbo, Van Dijk, Lovren, Gomez. So Mm -hmm. Van Dijk's on the left-hand side. Now we've got Fabinho, then Genie, left mid, Lalana, right mid. Then I've got uh, Minamino, left wing, Shaq, right wing, and Mane, centre forward. Actually, Tom, you've you, 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 you given it to him back there as well, you know. You didn't uh, take it. <coughs> I should have got Mr. Chamberlain instead of Lalana, I feel. Yeah. It's a thing, like, it, uh, there's no obvious things in my team. At least I knew the Adrian thing would be a pivotal thing because of the goalkeeping stuff last week. So it almost was in, it was a, a, a tactical decision to lose out and end up having a goalkeeper right back. But at the moment, like, my defence, 
Um, I don't know if Trent's going to do a job at centre mid either. That's, that's, I actually yeah. don't think it'll translate. That, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned about that. I think these teams are pretty well split. I was going to say it's the midfield battle, it sounds like, because your attack sounds like it's going to be nullified by his defence. So it's probably what's going to go on in the midfield. And I don't know who's got the more complete midfield. I am 100% going to lose the public vote on this. So listen, just bear in mind, public, because I'm going to let you vote on this. And we'll put a tweet out again so you can vote on it as well. And we will live stream it again so you can see how it goes down. But like, I will lose the public vote because I've got Trent playing in midfield and I've got Henderson playing at centre-back because people people don't look beyond... Don't look look beyond the superficial. I just say, and I've got more depth to my management than this. Everyone is um, basically calling you stupid. So they, but in doing so, is holding themselves up as stupid, Tom, as you very well know, having been having been voted down two weeks ago and still so won. If if are we going to judge this now? The vote matters. It doesn't matter about the. Pension. No, no, the vote. Look, the vote matters so much as I'm interested to know what people think. Well, depends if I win the vote or not. If it counts, no. basically. If people want to vote, they can vote it because I want to know what people think is going to happen. That's what's, yeah. ha- what's happening. And then the game is the ultimate decider. This is the final of this of this particular tournament. You won against Chris. I won against Ross. The two best at this game so far going head to head. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. Who thinks going to come out on top? Let us know in the comments or tweet us at Redman TV. Make sure you're tagging at Black T Tom and at the Paul Machen as well. And uh, Ross is going to put a little thread together for all this. And I'll let you know when I'm live streaming it so we can know definitively who is the absolute king of the schoolyard game. Uh, I think we all know it's me, really, but we'll see. Yeah, just let me know how many goals I'm going to be pulled by. <laughs> so. right let's get to a couple of your questions um, before we move on uh, for this week do, 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 okay let's see uh, Stuart Wyatt asks and I'll start with Errol on this one who is your favourite Disney princess <laughs> well I'm going to hit you with some of the, you probably already know this so it's probably not facts for you because you used to have got kids um, but there's only one Disney princess that was actually uh, based on a real person and that's Pocahontas so right. by proxy of that being true Pocahontas is the original and she's the baddest Disney princess that there was in amazing okay fantastic okay there um, you go Tom no it's Merida and Blave she's okay. the best absolute best <laughs> like she can just shoot arrows and all that and I watched it the other day because I was like why not Uh and yeah, I think like it's not really like a, a a typical story. It's about a Martin into a bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of like that about it. Okay, sad. Um, that, that is that what particularly draws you to the story? It's better than it's better than all the other stories. You know what I mean? All the other. How's she a like, princess then, bro? She's 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 the woman that like the king and queen or something, aren't they? Yeah, and then she gets. To I mean, that's. A bear. I mean, just that's just what the to... does. Just to be clear on this, Errol, that's generally how people are princesses. <laughs> that's, that's, how it, that's kind of how it works. Um, it's actually a really good film, to be honest. Is. That's one of the few I haven't seen. Really. Right, right. Ross, who has a, who has a daughter, um, mm. so this should be slightly less weird coming from him. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few to choose from, but I'm just going to completely ignore all her thoughts and go on a technicality of Princess Leia. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Is a Disney princess, therefore is the best. She yeah, but the... she necked her brother. She's so... recently acquired Disney princess, though. She's not an OG. <laughs> yeah, she's not an OG. Disney. And she's still the best. <laughs> All right, well, does Ray, does, is, does Ray a Disney princess? No, she's not royalty, is she? No. Don't even know what I said out loud. Uh, the answer is Jasmine. 
Which she's one bad. is that? She's far Aladdin. She's pretty bad. Fair enough. Or, or like, yeah. No, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with I'll go. I'll go with Jasmine. Let us know who the best Disney princess is in the comments underneath. Um, one last question. We're going to take more of your questions uh, and do some of the answers and some of the more random stuff uh, over on the subscriber Q and A, which is on the RevmenTV.com as well. We're going to carry this on. It's an extended version of the podcast. If you want more of this random stuff, it gets more weird and more random and generally more funny. Um, so go over to the website for that. The last question we're going to have on here though is from Matthew Bell. Out of all the Red Men staff, who would win a WWE style Royal Rumble? This is hard, this because I definitely wouldn't win because I don't know what happens in it. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. What Last man like, standing, bro. It's, see, that's what I mean. I'd, 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 Tom, basically, you get a script before the game and you enter in a certain position, and they tell you when you're going out of it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But bearing in mind that wrestling is obviously real. Um, <laughs> um, Every two minutes, two people start in the ring, and every two minutes, another competitor enters. I don't think it's as important to this because there's not enough of us, but we could go with all the extended the extended cast and crew if we really wanted to. And the only way to to be knocked out is to go over the top rope and have both feet touch the floor. Okay, it's like Friday well, night dogging, Tom, but wrestling. Okay, so there's cars involved. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm only wrestling. <laughs> uh, I reckon it's either going to be it's probably Paul. Is is up there because he's taller, so he can lift people out. Is is, is like a thought on it. I think Chris, just because when he gets it in his head that he's going to win something, he usually wins stuff, uh, or at least he gives it a good go. If you've ever played footy with Chris and accidentally stood on his foot, <laughs> you, you, you you're gonna get it back. Um, I reckon I'd give it a good go in that in that in that instance, but I don't think I'm I don't think I'd win. I reckon it's Matt. And I'm sorry to say it, but Matt, Matt back, Matt's background in judo and stuff, uh, I reckon that that gives him an slight advantage. I know, I agree with you there. But when it comes to the wrestling, he's and he's not, he's not small either. He's got bad knees, though, Edel. I just boot him right in the knee. Yeah, like, but you wear one of those knee ankle knee protectors, in it? Just wrap it up with boot, bike. If I booted him in the knee, not about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all less. I'm not going to win, but I'm definitely taking someone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Use that working in pubs when you'd have like gangs of people titting around outside. It's like, listen, there's a lot of years. I'm not going to be able to kill all years, but I'm definitely going to kill you. Yeah. They're you. I'm going for you and you alone. I'm going to make sure that if I'm going to hospital, you're going to hospital alongside me and your messy mates can sort themselves out, basically. What would Go your on. wrestling name be then, P? For what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I genuinely, I don't know. But I tell you what, let's leave that to the audience to create like wrestling. Like he's never thoughts. thought about it before. I know, I know. <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. It's Paul the Hair Machin. Um, <laughs> there you go. There it is. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. These days, it's all about it's all about having your actual name, but I don't really do that anyway. I'd, I'd, I'd be, it'd be an opportunity to go full Ringo Starr, I think, uh, and, and create some sort of, sort, of, sort of nice stage name for myself. I don't know. Not Elton John. I think Ross would be the Elton John. <laughs> Ross, who do you think would win in a, a Red Man TV Royal Rumble? <laughs> Fucking pick on Ross podcasting, is it? I just think you'd look great in star glasses. That's all I'm saying. Um... I don't care now. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably Paul because he watches it and he studies it and he knows what the fucking score is. And I that's what I thought. Um, he'd the answer script so he'd fucking win it. That's what yeah. I the answer, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if I was writing the scripts, then I would write it such that probably given how this this channel's gone over a decade, that something really 
Chris would have to do something cripplingly embarrassing, um, but he would do it brilliantly. Um, but in reality, if it was in you know in in the wrestling parlance, a shoot fight, as in real, Payjack wins all day long because he's got a low center of gravity. Um, he's brutal when he wants to be. He's very aggressive. Yeah. He's got that competitive spirit, and he's put on a little bit of timber in lockdown, so he's probably harder to get over the top rope. Wow, Shane. I I don't know if he's going to take that. I mean, I know he's been doing cooking videos every. I know he's been, he's been making loads of like it's loads of heavy heavy foods on his channel. You know what I mean? This is and the amount of times he's told me about these fucking cake plates and cake forks that he's got. He sent me a video of it the other day. I think I'll put it in, in the Matron Page app podcast this week. It's funny, but uh, yeah, he, he, there seems to be a lot of cake being eaten in this house. That's just me reading between the lines, is all, all I'm saying. But I, I can't see Page getting getting beat. I, I think Ross would be too polite. I think Ross would be too polite to beat him. I think Tom would give it a good go. Oh, I'll give and it a go, yeah. And then it's who's got the most to lose between you two, I think. I think it's I think it's um You should know. all gang up on me. That's the thing. You should all turn on me first. Not nice, right. is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if cake's good muscle food though, Paul. That's the thing. <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. I think Edel Edel would give it a good go. I feel I like it'll be good, yeah. I feel like you'd batter me. I think Lauren I think Lauren would do well. Yeah, the girls would team up. I don't think it, I think Amy being a similar thing. It's like yeah, you have it with like the, the 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 female Royal Rumble where the big the big person comes in and you'd have three people, four people all trying to trying to throw them over the top rope. I think Amy would have a similar sort of situation that I would face, and then be like, I think I, I could see I yeah. could I I wonder whether I could throw Ben out one handed if I, if I if I got some momentum behind it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no disrespect to Ben, but it, you you know there is a significant size difference between the between the two of us. <laughs> I know, maybe Lauren would be a dark horse shelf for that because I think she's got the competitive spirit as well. Oh, 100%. I used to like the Hardy Boys, the way they used to flip off the, the ropes and all that kind of stuff. I'd be into it all for all the acrobatic stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> Sad. Ben, ben, brightly but shortly. Yeah, I like that. Uh, right, we've got some more questions to get through on the subscriber Q&A, including three Premier League managers you'd like to be in isolation with and why. Redman TV, the movie. Who do you choose to play each member of the office team? Frequent show appearance makers on the big screen. Um <laughs> That's yeah. a belter question. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, Daniel Macaron, which manager would you not want to be in isolation with? Who? What do we miss most except the footy for go and go or going out that you took for granted since lockdown? Jesus Christ, I found that hard to say, and it wasn't a complicated sentence in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, all that kind of shit and a whole lot more. Who would win in a fight between Batman and Bobby Firmino? Uh, you'll have to tune in on the RedmanTV.com to the subscriber Q and A. Uh, there's a few of them there that always good fun. Don't forget, of course, that the Jimmy Traore interview is there in full. Jose Enrique's interview there is it Jesus wept I'm going to have to go out of a way of myself before then lads oh my god uh, amazing content it's just £5 a month get involved and help support us and keep yourself entertained in lockdown other than that we'll be back with more podcasty goodness next week Ta-da. listen to this Acast show ad free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts